You're listening to KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and we're a part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as colleges and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job even really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. And today we are joined by Roman Yanish. Hi. Yeah, thanks for being here, Roman. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here. All right, man. And Roman is here today as the Partnerships Catalyst with the Santa Cruz County Museum of Arts and History. All right, Roman. So to start us off, can you please tell us what is a Partnerships Catalyst and what do you do with that job title? Absolutely. That's usually the first step is kind of explaining what that means. And one of the best things about my role is that I get to work with lots of different people as they relate to the museum. So people coming into the museum looking to be members and supporting the museum's programs or people who want to volunteer and get some experience working um, either as interns or just on a less frequent basis than that. Um, but I also get to work with some of the museum's business partners. And so creating uh, relationships between us and, for example, like Cat and Cloud Companion and Abbott Square and making sure that that relationship works. So I get to really work with people and like fuel the people power um, that makes the that lets the Ma do what it wants to do. Heck yeah. Working with with people. Is that something that you kind of saw yourself doing in, in your future? I've always been a pretty collaborative person. Um, when I get excited about a project, I want to bring in my friends. Yeah. Um, and I found that that translates really well to inviting the different members of the community in and really seeing the strengths that they have and asking them, can you bring that strength or that interest or that passion or your ideas here? And can you, like, this is what's going on. How can you make it better? How do you fit into what's happening here? All right. Well, let's go way back. I, I want to know your story, man. Where did you start so that years and years, years later, you end up working as this partnerships catalyst for the mob? What, what's your what's your educational history and your background? Well, I, I think it actually starts before I, like any of this is considered. And it really just goes back to when I was 15 and I wanted to go to concerts that I, one, couldn't afford and two, was not <laughs> old enough to get into. Um, and because I wanted to go to those concerts, I was thinking about ways, how can I get involved? You know, how can I get myself there? My hack was volunteer. And I bet no one's going to ask me if I'm old enough to be hanging up posters at this 18 plus show. And because uh, because of that, I was able to go to all these shows for three years that I wouldn't have been able to. So not only did I get to go to the concerts that I wanted to go to, but I was also exposed to this community of creative people and uh, musicians and artists and event hosts and music venues and people that ran the venues, people that worked at the venues, um, just on a really casual basis. And by consistently doing that, it really 
showed me um, a community of people that had real jobs that no one had ever told me about up to that point in high school because I was just 15. And by the time I graduated, I was aware of jobs that my my classmates were not because no one had talked about them. But this volunteer experience really opened my eyes to it. And so that really put it on the radar. And from there, it's really just been about pursuing my interests and seeing what opportunities come up out of it. I could talk for quite a while on this. Yeah, I awesome. then yeah. moved into, as soon as I started going to classes at university, I got a job in the events and services office, I suppose, the events and services office. Where did you go to university? University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. Wow. So okay. in very blustery Minnesota, uh, colder than Mars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> colder than Mars. Uh, but I went in and I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to major in. I didn't even really want to be in college. I just didn't know what else to do. And I got a job as an like making reservations for events, really just booking the events. And through that, I got to meet all of these people that were bringing in energy and had events and had things that were going on. One of the nice things about going to that university, I mean, it's a Big Ten school. It's about the size of Santa Cruz itself, oh my God. just a okay. large one. So there's lots of things going on. We do you know thousands of events every month. And it just exposed me to all of these different people doing things and putting on events and trying to bring people together. Um, and I was really attracted to that. I didn't necessarily love the role that I was playing in it, but I did love the benefit that just having the exposure and being able to see what other people are doing. I really, I really loved that aspect of it. And so I'd like to say that I kind of like grew up in events and I continued working there for quite a while. Um, and it gave me this really nice background of like staying organized and communicating with people. And it just gave me also a nice foundation of how different events can be planned and how they can work. Um, and it also showed me how to communicate and how to work with other people. I, I, I think it's definitely something that you can learn. But one of the best ways you can learn that is by seeing someone come in to a collaborative space. Um, who's really there to collaborate and who's there to work with the other people and then comparing that to people that just like kind of come in and want to do their thing. Being able to see that spectrum of people is a huge education in itself and just being in positions where you get to to see like a wide range of how things are done can really teach you about the ways that maybe maybe when I do this, I should go about it more like this person and less like this person's tactics. How did you observe this before? What what sort of perspective did you have on in terms of what it meant to be a collaborative worker? Really, I looked to public artists. Um, and this is just an interest that I came across mostly on the internet. Two of my favorite artists are Theaster Gates and Candy Chang. Candy Chang is probably the one that most people have at least seen her work. That's uh, the Before I Die walls. If you've ever seen like the Before I Die, I Want To templates where people uh -huh. write in with chalk and like it's a community wow. made piece and it's very powerful. Some of them are like really silly um, and some of them are profound and basically everything in between. Those artists really kind of showed me how many people have voices in a way that I don't think I ever really saw outside of that. Obviously, as you go through school or you go through you know, sports or theater or whatever your thing is, 
you get a sense of like a lot of different people have a lot of different personalities and like that's one thing but to see a community made piece of artwork that really shows the humanity behind us i think is something that really altered my perspective and it's something that still does and is it's it's the same reason why i love working at the moz because that's their whole philosophy right is is the idea that we're going to co-create contents um, and exhibitions and events and programs that it's made by the people of this community um, and that really impressed me because museums typically haven't done that uh-huh. um, and that's what kept me here in Santa Cruz and I'm happy to be here awesome man I I want to get to how you eventually got here but mm-hmm. where, where did you end up right after you were at the uh, University of Minnesota so I took a break three semesters in and I cannot overemphasize the importance of taking breaks. Um, I, I think we move so fast in the ways that we want to get through high school, get through college, get your major, get your degree, and then just these different milestones. And uh, sometimes it helps to just take your own summer vacation. <laughs> and I, I did that. I, I volunteered out and I came from Minneapolis, went to Sebastopol, California, just 60 miles north of San Francisco. Um, and worked on a blueberry farm for three months. After after that, I went back to school. But my whole experience or my whole perception of education was different. Right after that, I was also very blessed. After immediately after taking a break from university, going to volunteer on that blueberry farm uh, through a program called Woof Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And then I was back in summer vacation. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And um, I checked my LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile. I was originally um, applying to live in Canada as a resident. Wow. <laughs> I still have the letter saying you cannot live in Canada as a resident. Um, but while I was doing that, someone messaged me on LinkedIn saying, hi, I'm the program coordinator for New Sector Alliance. We have a fellowship teaching young people how to develop their skills in the nonprofit sector. Would you like to join? And it was just this out of nowhere invitation that fundamentally changed my career path and my life. It's been amazing. It, it was it was a profound moment for me. And when I asked them, why did you reach out to me? You know, like, what what were you searching for that my name even came up? They said, you volunteered for a long time in a lot of different ways. And it seems like you ha- would have an interest in maybe developing your skills in a more uh, intentional way. So... After you got to, into that fellowship, did you go back to school? I did. Yeah. And do, did you end up deciding on a major? Uh, eventually. One of the most amazing things about the school that I went to, this is another one of those things where it's like you just find out about things as you get more experience and more exposure to people. Um, but they actually had a program that allowed you to create your own major, which is Whoa. so great yeah. and so important in the the present world that we live in, that we give students the opportunity to create their own idea of what's important, um, either to them or to the to the broader world or something. So I ended up combining three programs. So it, I ended up kind of graduating with like 150 credits or oh something like what? that. So it was, it was almost like triple majoring, but not quite. And so I did, I went through the Institute for Global Studies as part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did digital media composition. And then I also did holistic health and wellness. Quite the combination. Yeah. Uh, I like to explain every decision I made in my life to people yeah. um, at length because most of the time it doesn't mean anything to people right away. 
it takes some explanation, but I think it's important. It's got people must be fascinated every time you give this discussion, though, right? Because I've never heard of that. It's so cool. It's so cool. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Roman Janish and learning about his career journey to becoming the Partnerships Catalyst with the Museum of Arts and History in Santa Cruz. That's right. What is a... When you tell people, your, when you give someone your job title, or when you tell them that you work for the Museum of Arts and History... What do you what do they usually think you do? And how is that different from what you actually do? That's such a great question. I I, I can't say for sure what I think people do, but I think when they hear the, the term partnerships catalyst, they just kind of like nod and don't really think <laughs> about it. Um having the term catalyst in, in a, a job title usually draws some ca- uh, curiosity. Yeah. Um but I I think that what people think I do is something probably more related to sponsorships than it is yeah I, I think that they probably think that i'm wheeling and dealing a lot more of the day than i actually am <laughs> who who are some of the the partners that you have brought in for for the ma so one of my projects i guess uh, has been working with cat cloud companion right there in abbott square so just be is cat cloud companion there are they related to the coffee shop yep cat, okay. so it's a it's a joint store uh-huh. between cat and cloud and companion bakery gotcha so okay. that one's got its own name cat cloud companion uh, so working with them working with blue bunny tacos also in abbott square the hammock cafe rosha uh, that's down that opened up right next to it and then botanic and lux the uh, beautiful little gift shop uh, boutique downtown there um, and so really what it is is just kind of creating a, a partnership that works between those businesses and I, I think the ma has this unique position uh, of being being like a, a, a place where people gather and so the idea is kind of like how can we create a reciprocal network for the and support the businesses that are around us because I, I really think that that businesses should cooperate with each other. Yeah. And I think we're stronger when we're all working together, um, whether that's businesses or communities or individuals. What Do you ever uh, approach a company or a business and they're kind of hesitant at first where they don't really feel like partnering? And- I have not run into that as much. Um, one of the great things about working at an art museum that people love is the businesses want to partner with you as well. Why is that? What? I wouldn't understand. I my <laughs> business background is zero, so I don't. I have no perspective of, you know, what how I'm. I guess shocked that everyone's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Well, I, I mean, I think of more whether it was the Ma or any other place. I think when you are working for an organization, um, and you approach other organizations and say, how can our two businesses work together? And what's some low-hanging fruit that we could go and pick that is good for both of us? People are really open to that. Okay. Um, and so that's just my approach to to forming partnerships. But I think it's also... I don't want to get into this too much, I suppose. But I, I think there, there's some things that just kind of like make sense where it's like as part of the experience of coming to the museum that you would want to go buy a cup of coffee or you might go grab lunch at Blue Bunny Taco or 
or you're hanging out at Rocha or whatever it is, or you want to pick up a gift mm-hmm. uh, from our gift shop and then also from the Botanic and Lux one. Um, so it's just kind of like a natural flow of people, I think, and thinking about the people that come to the museum, what are they What are they doing that day? Maybe they're you know hungry. Maybe yeah. they're trying to fill out some uh, last-minute birthday shopping or something like that. Okay. And just how can we partner with people to make that easier for the people that come? So what do you think are some of the most valuable skills that you have that make you good at this job? I, I mean, cooperative partner building is obviously yeah. one of them, right? Um, but But there's also just this element of like not being afraid to ask people for partnerships, not going, not being afraid to like walk up and being like, Hey, how's it going? Who's your manager here? I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I <Yeah>. haven't, <laughs> I haven't asked of you guys. Um, and just, I, I think be, there's a lot of hesitation in our culture at large in this country yeah, for sure. to like go up and talk to people that you don't know. I'm an introverted person for sure. But w- for some reason, I, I get into these like modes where I just feel very comfortable like approaching other people uh-huh. and being like, hey, this is what we're doing. How can you fit into this? Um, and so that skill, I don't know what you would call that, has helped me out tremendously throughout my whole career. No, I, I can definitely relate to that that sort of fear of approaching someone because in this job too, we have to outreach, we have to go out and find guests and that was a, a hurdle for me. I consider myself a relatively extroverted person and still I don't feel, I didn't feel very comfortable walking into a new business saying, hey, I, I would like to speak to someone in charge and interview them. But, you, you know, that process of walking in and then meeting that person was at first very intimidating. But that's that's really cool that you, how, how would you say you describe, uh, you, you, you said you get into this mode. Yeah. Caffeine helps. Caffeine helps, um, huh? To a certain extent. Uh, but I think there's also this sort of like, this like hidden background on like everybody's resume of like that coffee shop you worked at, that time you were a host at a restaurant working in like these kind of side gig things. Uh, or even for me volunteering at certain roles where it's like a lot of the job is approaching people and you have to do it. It's like a fundamental part of the job. I, I think that like probably a lot of people listening are going to work at restaurants at some point. And I, I think it's super easy to just like, this is irrelevant to what I want to do, but it's like giving me the cash that I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I, I think like sometimes I go into like restaurant host mode and it's <laughs> just like, someone's walking up to me. Yeah. And now I've got to like really flip that switch and turn it on and be like, Hey, How's it going? How many people are you with? What do you want to eat tonight? That kind of mode. So for me, it is almost like hitting a switch. And that doesn't mean that I'm like inauthentic during this like interactions. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of being like, this is the thing that I've got to do. How do I get there? And it takes a ton of practice. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And I think that's a good point. You make it getting those those kinds of jobs, customer service jobs, really. That's great for practice. Absolutely. Everything really builds up, Yeah, you know, with not only your career. I mean, the the things that you do in your life will will funnel into other parts of your life all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's I I really I really appreciate that you mentioned having having that break is very important. Mm -hmm. That's something that I did not realize until just 
until I took this break this past year, mm-hmm. right? I had gone straight from, from undergrad studying chemistry right into grad school for more chemistry. And it was incredibly stressful. I never gave myself time to have outside experiences. And so uh, I'm glad that I have this and it very much resonates with what you're saying. It's awesome. Um, I think that's great advice you have. And again, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're joined by Roman Janish and learning about his career journey to becoming the Partnerships Catalyst with the Museum of Arts and History in Santa Cruz. Do you, do you, do you have participate in any of the hiring process, processes at the mall for interns or anything? I... Only hire my intern. Okay. Um, but I am, I am a resource for all of the interns and volunteers. So not a, I do not hire. Okay. Well, how, let's talk about when. It, what are you looking for when you hire your intern? And actually, mm-hmm. what is the role of your intern? Yeah, my intern's great. I'm really lucky to have to have. She's the first person that's ever we created the internship, and we're kind of like creating it together. But they do a lot of like coordinating the volunteer opportunities and like maintaining our volunteer database and and that sort of like behind the scenes part of volunteering but i i can definitely say as i'm talking to people at career fairs or as i'm uh even just like out in the community trying to find people that would be interested in interning what i really look for is like are you passionate about what the organization that I work for is doing, whether that's at the museum or at some other place. I think um, every hire is like, does this person really want to be here? Um, And then also it's like, do they just kind of like seem like they've done their homework a little bit? If it's like the interview process and it seems like they should have done their homework, have you read the organization's mission Mm -hmm. statement? Do you know about like the different kinds of things that happen? Those kinds of things go a long way because it shows like, that this person knows about it and then is interested and not just trying to like check the box. Right. My first conversation when people ask me about internships at the Ma is I say, what are you interested in doing? And and to just, because that's really how I view it. It's like your answer determines what I'm going to say next, whether it's if you're really interested in putting together materials uh, or putting together an exhibition that I'm going to direct you towards the exhibitions internship. If you're more interested in like getting experience with social media, then I'm going to direct you towards the marketing internship. But if you're interested in like the things that we do have, here's a general overview. Mm-hmm. I don't know how common that is for people for people that hire interns. I I think it's the best way to go is just like find out what the person's interested in and see if that matches, because um, it's going to work the best for everybody yeah. if that's the case. Okay, now let's say. You were going to be, you found a a new gig somewhere else. You're stepping away mm-hmm. and you need to hire someone to replace yourself. Mm-hmm. What, what qualities are you looking for in that candidate, in the ideal candidate for your job? Somebody that can multitask and kind of really see the larger picture of like how different people that interact with the museum in different ways really affect the organization as a whole. Um, So kind of that big picture thinking, the ability to multitask, uh, the the organization skills to 
keep track of like how our membership is doing as a program and like how to maintain that written communication and verbal communication skills are huge i don't think that like knowing the software that i use is that important and the reason why i say that is because i didn't know the software that i used when i was hired um i think it's largely because of a sense of knowing how to interact with people in the right way knowing how to um, organize organize and coordinate people in a way in the sense of like we have these events coming up and we have this many volunteers that we need to get communicating to the volunteers seeing who's interested kind of booking them and like those kinds of skills are very important but like the more important skill is being able to like interact with people in a way that makes them feel like they're contributing or seen or valuable to the organization and that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm -hmm. Is there any sort of advice regarding, I don't know, finding a career? I, I really, I know I've said, it, I really loved what you had said to say about taking a break. That seemed to be something you really wanted to emphasize. Is there anything else that you've experienced that you want to emphasize that you think would be helpful for people looking for, for their path? Absolutely. I, I can't like overemphasize the importance of following the things that you actually care about. Um, I, I I know the feeling of like looking at a huge list of majors and being like, I want to do all of these and none of these simultaneously. Um, or the idea of like when you're already in school and you're looking at different jobs out there and you like are kind of disheartened by seeing like none of these really seem like something that I want to do. Um, or maybe these don't relate to the things that I think are the most important. And I think it's really okay to be overwhelmed and to feel that kind of like level of, of not knowing what to do. Um, I think it's so important that we communicate to people um, or, that, or that teenagers know that like you figure things out as you go and like if you follow your interests like you're more likely to end up working with your interests um and then the other piece of advice i would say is like working backwards is a really great strategy and what i mean by that is like if you're just starting out in a career um and you can think of some things that you'd like to do whether like I want to be the art director for a music festival um, or something else to think like if that's like what I want to do, what's like the next step from what I do now to get there and to like really map it backwards to trace it out. And like that can be really helpful in deciding what you decide to do next. Yeah. And then I think it's also just a piece of advice that I like to give everybody who's young or in my age or younger or even sometimes people are just making changes in their life is to think like it's okay if it doesn't make a ton of sense when it comes to your next move. I think like one of the things that's come out of this interview is that like I explain my answers a lot of the time. Like when people ask me, what's your title? I have an explanation <laughs> that comes after that. Or what did you major? I had an explanation that comes out of that. And it's okay if like your next step is a break away from everything that's happened. Like when I told my parents, like, I'm not going to be in school anymore. I'm going to go pick blueberries in <laughs> California. That ended up being like one of the best things that I've ever done with my life. So it's, it's okay to do stuff like that. Um, and I, I just, 
I, I feel like that's not a message that gets communicated enough to people. Yeah, man. I, I honestly find these trips that you took very inspiring like that. It's there's fear be uh, behind that, right? That you have to get over. Like you said, you had to, you had to tell your parents, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go pick blueberries on a farm thousands of miles away. See ya like that. There's, <laughs> there's some there. I imagine that there's some fear there, right? Absolutely. When you go into that. And I also had like four hundred dollars. Oh my god! When I left, I mean, like, <laughs> I had a four hundred dollars in a one-way ticket. So I mean, it's not like it wasn't a study abroad experience. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a, and then I hitchhiked my way back. Oh my you know, god. so like, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean by it. that's. By I find that inspiring because that's you don't find many people that have gone through that have chosen to put themselves through the experiences that you did. And clearly, uh, to hear you say that taking that trip was maybe one of the most important, biggest things of your life, that's amazing. It, it really is. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning in to today's career story. My name's Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to What to Be with today's guest, Roman Janish, the Partnerships Catalyst at the Museum of Arts and History in Santa Cruz. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM Santa Cruz on Sundays at 7 p.m. or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.